Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. It is our privilege to pray. It is our privilege to pray. Man has the privilege of communing with God. Not because of who we are. Not because of that we are so great. But God has given us that privilege. It is a privilege, not a required, but a privilege. Now we should pray. God does not require us to pray. He gives us the privilege. Now if you don't pray, you're going to get in trouble. But He will not come down and say, I require you to pray and grab you by the nap of the neck and slap your nose on the floor and say, pray. Welcome to Rhema for Today. If you've been with us this month, you are already increasing your knowledge of effective prayer. Join us now as Ken Hagen continues his series on prayer, the power plant of the church. And right after the message, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Ken Hagen. Do you know how most people shirk their responsibility in prayer life? They shirk their responsibility by adding to the end of their prayer, if it be thy will. Now that gets them off the hook if nothing happens because, see, they don't figure it's going to happen anyway. And they say, if it be thy will, then if it don't happen, they say, oh, well, it wasn't the Lord's will. Hello? If it be thy will, Lord, do this. If it be thy will, then you got an out. You've got an escape clause in your prayer. When you write contracts in the natural, we got some attorneys in this place today, go to church here, and they'll tell you that when you write a contract, you always put an escape clause in there somewhere. You write an escape clause when you write a contract so your client, if he wants out, he got a way out. Is that correct? Anybody that goes into any contract, your lawyer will tell you, your attorney will tell you that you never go in or into any kind of contract unless you've got an escape clause. You can get out if you want. Hello. Now I'm going to tell you something. When we're dealing with God, there's no use to adding any escape clauses. An escape clause with God, as far as I can see, is a statement of unbelief. And it will hinder your faith in receiving. Now, Another thing we need to understand is that we need to know the will of God before you start praying. Many people are wasting their time praying about something that's not the will of God in the first place. When you pray, believe. Okay? Now, it is our privilege to pray. It is our privilege to pray. Man has the privilege of communing with God. 
not because of who we are, not because of that we are so great, but God has given us that privilege. It is a privilege, not a required, but a privilege. Now, we should pray, but God does not require us to pray. He gives us the privilege to pray. Now, if you don't pray, you're going to get in trouble. But he will not come down and say, I require you to pray and grab you by the nap of the neck and slap your nose on the floor and say, pray. No, he simply says, I give you an avenue and you have the privilege of coming and communing with me any time you want. Now, I want you to understand what I'm saying. It's a privilege. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I want you to understand also that along with this privilege to pray, we must begin to understand that there is power in prayer. First of all, as man has privilege to pray and talk with God himself, let's look at some scriptures on this. Turn real quickly with me, please, to James 5. The last clause of James 5, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avail him much. You need to go back actually to about verse 14 to get the entire essence of what is being said there. But I want you to zero in the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, go to John 14. John 14, 13 and 14. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that is our privilege. Power comes through prayer. Why do prayers go unanswered? Nobody has the answer for that question. Everybody can give you a few ideas and a few generalized statements concerning it. But perhaps you are praying when you should be obeying. Perhaps you are praying when you should be obeying. You get that? See, sometimes God's already given us what was, he already told us, ain't no use to pray no more, just get up and do it. Well, let's go pray about that a little more. See, a lot of times for people that are in the ministry, the reason ain't nothing happening is because they'll be somewhere and somebody say, well, uh, how about coming over and preaching for me sometime? They say, well, let me pray about it. They ain't got nowhere to go anyway. And they say, let me pray about it. Ain't no use praying and wasting time. They need to be obeying. Carry a deal in your pocket. Somebody said, hey, how about coming and preaching for me? When? Well, you got to pray. Only time you got to pray if you call to the ministry and you don't have no place to preach, the only time you have to pray whether you go there to preach or not is if you've got other places to go and then you got to find out which one God wants you to go to first. That's what I mean, that some people are praying instead of obeying. 
Most of the time we pray instead of obey because we don't want to do it, so we keep praying about it. Figuring maybe that our line, telephone line to heaven got crossed up with somebody else's and we got their orders instead of getting our orders. No, everybody is on a private line and not even the devil can listen in because that's what the Bible says. And if he talked to you and told you something, then quit praying about it and start obeying. And then you will find out that things will begin to change in your life. All right? Now, I want to talk something here about prayer. Prayer has a lot to do with relationship with God. Relationship. Well, I'm born again. Well, fine. But I want you to understand, you can know someone and still not have a relationship with them. There is a difference between knowing somebody and having a relationship. I know many of you in this room by, by face. I know many of you by name and face. I know you, I know who you are, but I do not have a relationship with you other than a, from this platform to you in the pew, it is a relationship, but it is not a personal relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can know who God is, even be born again, and still not have a personal relationship with him. You can tell whether anybody has a personal relationship with God real easy by listening to him pray. A person that does not have a real relationship with God, their prayers are cold and wordy and they take on a pious attitude and they change their voice when they're praying. Our most gracious heavenly Father, the one who created all that we have, the light of day and the moon by night, the great creator of all, we come to you in prayer at this time. You see how wordy that is? Said a lot and ain't said nothing. You listen to some of those prayers. Lot of words. Didn't say nothing. Didn't ask for nothing. Didn't believe for nothing. But a person that has a relationship with God... That is a connection. The prayer will be warm and almost, in most cases, conversational tone. Spontaneous. Oh, Lord, we love you today. Praise your name. You see the difference between the two? You know, it's like, it's like going in with your friend or your father, your uncle, your mother, your brother, or whatever, just sitting down and talking to them. That's the way we should be when we pray with God. 
Now, I had that example all of my life. That's the way I learned to pray. When I went to Bible school, I would get in the prayer room at the dormitory with all the preacher boys, and I'd hear them praying. And I'd wondered who they were talking to. They were praying like you would if you was talking to the president or a king or somebody that you knew who they were and had authority over you, but you didn't have no relationship with them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the Overflow Package. These tools are designed to lead you into the overflowing goodness of God where you're destined to live above life's limits. So if you feel like you've been missing out on God's best, you can change that. Call 1-888-324-8499. That's 1-888-324-8499. Or 1-888-FAITH-99 to order the Overflow Package. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Kindle the Flame, your women's conference. That's right. It's uh, September 25th, Thursday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. 25th through the 27th. You can register online at rhema.org slash KTF. Yes. Hey, guys, give your wife a present. Go online, find out about hotels, find out and register your wife and get her here. They have a great time at that conference. Every year, it's just growing, growing, growing. And I know that you would do your lady a big favor to get her. In fact, she'll be better when she comes back home. She'll come back changed. (laughs) Yes, she'll come back changed for the better. Yes. Tomorrow, Ken Hagen continues his series on prayer, the power plant of the church. We'll pick up with this great message then on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. 